to quote a great philosopher, welcome to Bottom Gear, mate. Today on Bottom Gear, <laughs> I drive a silent electric car, haven't used a toilet, and James commits awesome. Welcome back to another episode of the MNK Productions Podcast. I'm your host, Mac. Join here as usual. Usual, usual. Join here. I'm joined again by my co-host, Kristen, aka Miss Flamingo. How are you doing today, Kristen? Once again, I'm gonna wave to the camera, even though we are an audio podcast. Hello, how are you, Matt? I'm doing good. You know, just chilling. You know, it is an early eleven o'clock. Like ice cream, chilling, chilling, ice cream, chilling. Sorry, I just need to acknowledge because the Selena Gomez documentary dropped, and I'm very excited about it. We are not alone. We have a special guest, Kristen. You are the king or queen, I should say, of introducing your guest. So, uh, would you? to introduce our guests for this episode yeah i am the the queen of bringing in the guests for the show today we have the one and only we have darius today who runs the account darius french he is an instagram account he's always posting reviews and has great uh predictions on like what his score will be he's a great fun guest we enjoy talking about big time rush sometimes so we're i'm gonna bring in one and the only darius french i hope you all brought your swimming trunks you want to get flushed by the riptide? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, um, oh, oh, man, Christian Mac, I, 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 I can't tell you how excited I am to 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 be on this podcast. One of the first few times I've actually been on the podcast in general, so I'm sort of going, so I'm sort of, so I'm sort of going through the loop here at the moment. But nonetheless, I'm glad, I'm glad to be on here. No, we are so happy to have you. We love your enthusiasm. I enjoy your content page, so I'm happy to have you on. And you know, you getting comfortable with a groove and enjoying the podcast world so um let's get the audience get to know you as an uh individual how did you start your page to uh to be to be 100 honest um when i first started my page i didn't even know if it was going to be a long-term thing then again then mm-hmm. again that's kind of how then again that's kind of how i was going through that's kind of how it's going through life in high school at the moment. I was sort of going through the motions, not really knowing what what I was going to do, but still going through it with the best of my ability. The the very first, I don't remember the very first review that I posted on Instagram specifically, but the verse, but the first review that I posted in general was the film Almost Christmas. That was like in November of 2016. Me and oh, me, wow. and, me and yeah, me and my mom saw saw it in theaters at in, in like the late afternoon or whatever. And I don't know why. I don't know what gave me the urge but i popped up on snapchat i put i and i and i and i put down and i put down my thoughts on the movie and i ended up giving the movie like a six and a half out of ten some 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 like that not not bad but i just felt like yeah. i had seen it before who and, was in the movie almost christmas i kind of forgot who was in that uh uh, uh danny glover gabriel union Kimberly oh right Lee. right 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 i know that film okay yeah 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 yeah. also jb smooth but yeah but but, but yeah but but yeah but but yeah basically i um but yeah basically i put that out i put that out on uh, snapchat and, and and i don't know why but i showed my mom and 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 she and, and she was like and she was like you should try doing more of these see how you feel and mm-hmm. i don't remember and i don't remember if i did any more reviews for 2016 from that point onwards but i did ended up making it somewhat of a habit from from 2017 onwards going in going into going into 2018 and i think at some point in 2018 that's when i started to upload my content on 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 my movie content on on instagram on a regular on on a regular basis and guess who just turned up yeah so uh we're joined so yes we have we have another guest on 
live right now. We are joined here by our second guest. Christine, you want to introduce our second guest? Yes. We are just joined by the one and only Film Toppings, a.k.a. Gail. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm going to mispronounce your last name. Uh, Balak. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's okay. It definitely happens. Balaban. 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 Okay. Balaban. Hi. But how are you guys today? We are good. We are good. So happy you can join us. How's it going? Very good. I'm really glad I could join. Alrighty, so we're just getting into the feel of uh, getting to know Darius. So we're going to let Darius finish up a little bit, and then we'll just bring in you, and you can give a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. All right, Darius, you want to finish up and just give us a little bit more feedback on your... Uh, oh, excuse yeah. Me. Yes, go ahead. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, sure, 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 definitely. The, I, w- I was trying to say that I didn't start uploading mo- movie content on, on onto Instagram and making it a regular thing until, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, mid to to late 2018. Um, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. Ever ever since from that point onward up to now, I realized that there has been a that there has been a significant shape shape shift as as far as as far as quality is concerned, as as far as what I talk about or how I go into certain things. It's it's honestly just one of those things where I I I learn I learn something new about about how how to how typical films to goes to work or something like that mm-hmm. it, it's one it's one of those few things that I, i'm grateful for my film classes in uh high school and college college for so i can learn a little bit something new about, about how how films normally work and how and how particular stories pan out but but at the same but at the same time it all but at the same time it also sort of tests me in a way because back when i was reviewing i was sort of basing it off of what other people thought of and not some and not so much so not so much what I thought of. So when 2019 mm-hmm. came around and, and 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 when the pandemic hit, that was sort of a, a, a bit of a a bit of a turning point for my content. Not 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 exactly so not exactly so much. Outside of the fact that I was able to broaden my opinions out and and got more like got more into other genres besides just action because I used to be like a strictly action <laughs> person type 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 of type of per- person back back when I was younger but but the more but the more I went to class the more I reviewed these movies the more I sort of lo- loosened up to other genres I am now a big fan of psychological horror and mm-hmm. it's <laughs> it's and it's one of those things where looking at it through the lens of this of this world today there is honestly so much that is terrifying and even like mm-hmm. basic of terms and simplicity but that's why I I tend to find strength and I, I find honor and restraint and all, and also compassion, but even I have my limits sometimes. Yeah. Okay. So I have to ask, what is it, what has been your favorite piece that you got to either write or make a video of for your page? Do you have a favorite? Ooh, I actually started a, 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 a YouTube channel around, uh, Around seven years ago, I was again. It was one of those things where I was experimenting on it. But mm-hmm. after a while, I started to put, I started to put, I started to put videos out. And every once in a while, I, I, I still, I still do. Recently, I put together like music mashups, uh, and I also put out like a top ten regarding my favorite moments from season four of Cobra Kai. So there, there's oh, I that. love Cobra Kai. Oh god, god, season five's so good. But it anyways, so good. <laughs> but anyways, um, I've had like. Well over like five hundred, I I I reviewed like over like what three hundred plus 
films like since 2017 consistently oh my gosh if, if, if i had to yeah 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 i ended up saving them like in google photos and put them in a separate album so i can keep track the point, yeah, the point that's is, a great if, way to do it yeah definitely is mom even suggested i print them out sometime but i don't know about that the point <laughs> i'm trying to make is um if i really really had to choose my favorite review out of everything that i've done it would have to be hamilton it like it's interesting it was yeah yeah definitely it was um i to be 100 honest i was familiar with hamilton at least the musical in in, in that in that regard but i but 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 at least until it came up on Disney Plus, I didn't really have any interest to see it because I didn't really know what it was or how to get into it. But then it showed up on Disney Plus, and and I don't know, and 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 I don't know why. I don't know what prompted me, but I ended up watching it, and it blew me. It blew me away. It ended up becoming my favorite film of twenty twenty, if you would even call it a film, because it's just a because it's just a state because it's just a recorded state. Thing mm-hmm. of, they stay 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 the play, but, yeah. but 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 considering everything else that happened in 2020, and considering how I feel about musicals, this absolutely blew me away. I became an in, I became like an instant fan of musical and Lin Manuel Miranda and his and and his and his, and his ongoing and his, and his ongoing path as as a as, as, as like as a filmmaker and creator and artist, right? Yes, yes, absolutely, and 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 not and not. Not with that, but I, oh god, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. But you enjoyed his work, and you enjoyed the work that it, you, he did for Hamilton, and your thoughts were able to go on to the page, and you really were able to uh, really compared. get transformed with that film. It sounds like yes, compared compared to what I compared to what I've written compared to what I've written after that and before. I don't think any review that I put on really encapsulates my or really grabbed your interest. Correct. Yes, that okay. that was that that was the one that was the one review that I wrote that I felt I was able to get almost everything that I wanted to get down on on onto that on, onto that particular onto that particular page, and I think only one has since almost topped that. But again, it's been a long list. I can't exactly yeah. I can't exactly remember I can't exactly remember what it is, <laughs> and it also just so happens to be the most liked post on my page, like in Aww, general. that's great. That's wonderful. Um, well, Mac and I have our thoughts about. Hamilton. Uh, <laughs> they're pretty mixed. <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. That is fair. Okay, but yeah, um, we have to talk about Hamilton with our friend AJ Rax. If you haven't seen that episode, go, go give that episode a listen. But um, yeah, uh, Darius, thank you so much. And I want to ask one more question before we move on to our next guest. Uh, what has been your favorite film of the year so far? My my favorite film of the year? Yes. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Uh, love I'm, that film oh, it's I'm, so good i i have i have not i have not seen tar i have not seen i i i i completely forgot the name i i completely forgot the name of the other film but as of as as of this as of this moment right right now everything everywhere all the ones still remains like my it still remains like my top film of the year so far it pretty mm-hmm. much jumbles together every it jumbles together everything that I love about films in general and mm-hmm. manages to make something truly special with it that I'm not gonna that hadn't really been I, I, don't, I don't I don't I don't I don't know what I don't know what it is but it, it feels like for like the past 20 2020 and oh, oh, 2020 <laughs> never mind I'm I'm just rambling on here it's just it's okay there's, there's, there's so much that I love about it that honestly it's it's not enough to just compose oh. into just one yeah 
Yeah, no, I completely feel about the same way about uh, everything everywhere all at once. It's a unique film and what uh, the Daniel guys did and especially with bringing on the Russo brothers and it's 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 definitely a unique film and just a unique film to talk about in terms of its genres that it mixes and plays with and it's just a one-of-a-kind film and something that you don't see from cinema from time to time again so yeah but thank you Darius all of Darius's pages will even include the YouTube channel down in the description below if you're watching it on YouTube but for now also uh go check out his page it'll be available and now let's bring on our next guest we have also film toppings uh, aka gail from it took i hate to correct you here i pronounced my name gall but it's totally Gaul. fine okay i'm so sorry mistake. oh i always you're like, good christine oh i'm so sorry thank you so much for joining us for our special episode today yeah of course so um if you don't know you can find me on instagram um or facebook etc as film toppings uh, i've done youtube for quite a bit i actually so i started reviewing movies at a much earlier age i'd say because uh, i started my instagram page when i was only 12 oh my gosh but um but yeah i've always been into movies so i just started to adapt it into something that i could like interact with consistently for a while and i think i also got into like certain movies before other people did when it comes to age like i was 12 years old going to the theater to see birdman or mm -hmm. um those kind of movies and and so yeah basically a lot of like how do i say this a lot of like my activity now has become like mostly on instagram even though i started on my website and mm -hmm. now i also have a podcast called film fanatics with my with my good friend alan um and that's both on Spotify and we do YouTube videos as well. And um, Kristen, you might not know this, but I'm part of a thing called the League of Cinephiles. Yes, you are. <laughs> yeah. So um, and recently we all met up at the Toronto International Film Festival, which was one of the most unforgettable weeks of my life. Aww. So that's a bit. Next time you'll come, hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, I'm hoping to get to Toronto one day. It's on my bucket list of stuff Absolutely. to like always attend and just go to because um, it's just a beautiful festival. I'm great to know that you had fun at Toronto and uh, and you have to like do all sorts of crazy things. We're both part of League of Cinephiles as well. And I know mm -hmm. you're part of the, the critics circle together. And there's exactly. like all sorts of stuff that happens on the film Instagram community that some of y'all may not know or aware of but there's all sorts of stuff the the film instagram community i feel like is growing drastically and it's it's kind of crazy it's unique everybody has an opinion about cinema it's it's a lot of fun so but yeah uh what has been your favorite piece of work that you've done for film the account and maybe what have you done maybe a podcast episode that you you got to do or maybe a youtube video you've done so what has been your favorite um that's a really good question i think i think when we most get into it on our podcast is when we do our top 10 lists so that's okay. every like i guess like every seven or eight episodes or uh, either like midway through the season or at the very end of the season um so at the very our season finale was uh for season one was our top 10 favorite movies of all time because we had done like top five musicals and top five um I'll have romance movies to like to make for like when in the heights came out or whatnot 
but then we did top 10 of all time and we always reveal it on the spot so we don't see it uh before we reveal it to each other oh that's fine so uh one of ours that we did was top 10 favorite actors and actresses um when our friend Yarden came on uh who we know from school and i think that was a ton of fun because when you bring up an actor let alone 10 per person there's just like a massive filmography behind each person mm -hmm. and a lot of range that you can dig into uh and then we also did favorite directors with um with alex homer which i think was great because he's he's very into like 50s 60s cinema mm -hmm. um which is great. I, I love those as well. I just haven't seen as much as him. Mm -hmm. So he was like more older directors on his list. And then my co-host Alan was more like newer directors and I was somewhere in the middle. So it was really great to see that range. Yeah, everyone has a unique different opinion about what their favorite arc of cinema is. And it's just a really unique way, I guess, to talk about your favorites. So yeah, I, I'll have to check out that episode and y'all have to check out that episode as well. And guys, if you don't know, Mac is actually getting ready to create his and review his like favorite hundred films of all time. Is that correct, Mac? Hundred. Yeah. Well, it's one oh one. So uh my one oh one, you upped yeah. it up? Yeah. I swear I told you 101 before, but um, yeah. So what I'm doing is that I'm taking 101 films, like no, no, particular, no order. particular order. So I'm just going to like make it and just uh, do like a part one, part two. Because I got inspired by a YouTuber. He doesn't do videos anymore. Uh, Diesel Patches on the second channel. Weasel Patches, he did his favorite 50 movies. And he split it up into like three videos. I said, no, I'm going to try that. So then I got everything written now. So I'm just working on it. But yeah, that's probably going to be um i don't know maybe release part one this month and then just hold off a minute until january because i gotta do the christmas movies but yeah that's that's what's coming up the yes. next big project Alrighty, guys we're gonna not waste too much time anymore let's get into before we talk about robert zemeckis we're gonna talk about some film news and mac can you cue us up with your film anchor voice please wow you're, dive like, into the you're never doing that you're never doing a transition again. Let's get right into the news. This is CNN. All right, so starting off with the news for today, um, I assume that everyone here, except for me, has seen Dune last year and loved it. Yes, loved Dune. Yes, sir. So they just announced that Dune 2 has just started production. It is on fast pace to meet is november 3rd 2023 deadline what aka it's release date so everyone i'm gonna start with our guests first we what do you want to see in dune 2 since essentially dune 1 was chapter one i heard and this will be chapter two because that book is massive i'm currently reading the book right now so what do you want from dune 2 i've actually never read the book so i don't know what's going to happen in the next movie um so I, I went in like only knowing who was in the movie uh, with the first one and like what the basic plot would be. But um, with Denis Villeneuve, he's like never missed for me. So mm -hmm. I, I can't really see myself not liking it. But I think, you know, it seems like these movies are trying to make it like the next Star Wars slash Lord of the Rings with the world building and whatnot. So I want to see if they're going to make it like this epic conclusion and we have a couple of really big actors joining the cast, including Florence Pugh, uh, Leia Seydoux, and whoever not. Uh, so I want to see them expand. And we the also scale have Austin Butler. Sorry to interrupt. You got Austin Butler joining the mix now. He's playing the role that Sting played in the 1980s movie. That's a huge step up from Sting <laughs> right to Austin Butler. That's huge. 
yeah. I'm having the police in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, as someone who also went into the movie having not read any any one of the books, I knew nothing about Dune, and as far as I'm concerned, I I liked Dune. I didn't love it, but I but but I but I liked it. I I liked the grandiose sets and environments. I liked the pacing, deliberate, meticulous, slow burn. I like Greg Fraser's cinematography. I love the intoxicating Hans Zimmer score. Mm-hmm. The plot doesn't really do anything new storyline wise, but as far as colonial oppression and ecological disasters, it's a successful play by play on well well. Well, people who have read the book know that there are two parts, and and based on what the first one set up, it's meant to be a deconstruction of the overplayed white savior chosen one complex. How society shouldn't trust messiah figures blindly, that even the greatest savior figures are only human and can cause calamities if given too much power and fanaticism. That it that right there is is what the first film sort of planted the planted the seeds for, and that's what I'm hoping we that's what I'm hoping comes around full 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 circle. In, in in the sequel then, then then again i wasn't exactly a fan of the film having a blatantly incomplete ending up on purpose but 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 shortly afterwards i realized that it was there was going to be a part two so i so i feel more at ease with the fundamentally incomplete ending despite the the uh, the bedrock of the source material since this was mostly filmed from a creative eye instead of a, instead of a financial one honestly looking at the first dune, dune movie it, it honestly feels like looking at a vincent van gogh painting at least to me it's left incomplete on purpose but, the, but despite being unsatisfying what comes before and what, and what it promises for later comes off rather shakespearean at, at, at least to me so yeah if if they so if if, if they if they can continue that and wrap up the story i'm i'm expecting my score for dune 2 to at least be an eight honestly yeah yeah what's everyone's favorite villanueve movie here oh that's sicario sicario oh that's for me that's a huge tough question because i grew up and especially through my college career and even in high school i loved denny so much and i still love him i worship the man basically uh Ah uh probably prisoners is probably like my favorite Ooh. film of his Ooh. i don't i it's because it's such an underrated film that does not get the attention it gets the attention from film fans i feel like from and some and yeah. from some critics but for mainstream they, they, audiences they, really they don't they aren't aware about it because there's so many people i talk about that film today and they're like oh what's prisoners and i'm like you don't know prisoners you don't know prisoners and i Remember like t- I, ri- the- I rip it out and i'm just like we're gonna about to watch some cinema and i just lay it down and they're like oh my <laughs> yeah. god i remember watching that, that trailer and i was like this looks like a, i was like 13 i'm like this looks like an intense ass movie Outside of Logan, it's probably Hugh Jackman's best performance yet. Yes, and and, and, and <laughs> I didn't end up watching that movie until again, again during the pandemic. And I'm like, how the heck did I miss this? I'm like, this. I, I mean, I mean, I'm, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm used, I'm used to watching, I'm used to watching plots like like that 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 seem very simple on the surface and, and then and then sort of petered and sort of petered out. But yeah. but prisoners managed to managed to hold my attention like the entire way through even when i didn't understand what was happening and i did figure out pretty soon it was it was like i mean i'm i'm i mean i mean i don't i mean i don't even know what's my favorite what's my favorite dennis 
I don't even know what my favorite film of his now. I don't know if it's either Prisoners or Blade Runner 2049. because Which has been called the iPhone of movie sequels. The iPhone of movie sequels. I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> They're not wrong. They're not wrong. I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. Uh, I'm going to actually complicate this even more. My favorite Villeneuve is actually Arrival. Oh, really? oh, no. That's Honestly, uh, topping, I will say, I think Arrival gets a little too much hate. I actually like that movie. Too much I hate? It was nominated for like no, dozens of people. No, there's, no there's, people who, there's people who do not like that movie at all. Really? Yeah. It's and honestly I, like my top 20, 30 movies of all time. I was like, that's, that's Amy Adams' best role in my opinion. Yes, I agree with that actually. But yeah, I like Arrival. Arrival I think she should have won Best Actor. She's been shafted. So Wasn't even nominated. That's insane. So what's your news topic? So you can All right, as we this? adjust into the next news topic, uh, we are getting a little bit of a shift at Paramount. Paramount Pictures has made the major tweaks to recent releases, moving the next screen film, which I'm very excited about, from its March 31st release date to March 10th of 2023, while pushing back the Dungeons and Dragons movie from March 3rd to March 31st. And both- Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, both titles will both wow. be released nationwide. And guys, are you going to be seeing any of these movies? As far as Scream, though, I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm gonna be honest. I heard, I heard a lot of good things about it. Heard a lot of mixed things about it. Heard a lot of bad things about it. I'm gonna be hundred percent honest. I never, I, I never watched a single Scream film, and I'm gonna be honest. I, hon- I honestly. Get the hell out now! Myself to care. Oh no! Play the joke, joke, get myself out! To care. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> wait. How old are you? I'm 22. I'm 20 and I've seen all the screen. I was to say, yeah, I'm 20. I'm going on 23 on the time of the recording Saturday. I've seen all the screen movies. Damn, I'm man. the old lady here. <laughs> God, listen, Darius, listen. I will say, the screen movies are probably quintessential for any, for not only film but horror movies. Like, if you want to be a horror movie than that, you gotta watch screen movies. Scream is just new, essential viewing. This new screen movie, I ain't gonna lie. That trailer, I was like, this is going to suck. But I watched it, I'm like, oh my god, this is actually really good, maybe because my expectations. I actually, I actually think it might be, because I don't love Scream 3 or 4, but I thought um, Scream 5 was maybe the best since the first one. And so I, I hope like- they're not like, I hope they're not just like, uh, bring this one out because the last one made a lot of money and it's a year later. But you mm-hmm. know, the cast is going to be really good. and And then the Dungeons and Dragons thing. I'm not shocked. <laughs> I'm not shocked because I think they're scared of Creed three, which is coming out the same day. Oh yeah, oh, and Creed three. Yeah, and so I think huge. like they just don't want to face the box office battle with Creed three. Mac, I, before we move on to your next topic, are you going to see Dungeons and Dragons? I was just about to say that, man. Man, are you guys excited for this? Not obviously. Dungeons and Dragons because I have a friend at work who loves Dungeons and Dragons. She did not like the trailer. She hated it. <laughs> it yeah. looks like I know what the twist is. It's gonna be a twist at the end. Like guys, we were just playing a game. Like if you want a good Dungeons and Dragons, oh no! If you want a good Dungeons oh, no, and Dragons, don't, don't come on, come on, come on, don't watch. Don't, don't put that thought in my. Don't put that thought in my. Watch, head. watch mazes and monsters from the eighties with a young Tom Hanks. That's a Dungeons Ooh. and Dragons movie. It looks like I don't know. It looks like those like. Um, those medieval movies we got in the early 2010s, like you remember oh, Seventh yeah. Son with Jeff Bridges, like all those shitty ones that they would just throw out there. Season no one watched. But I didn't think it like lived up to the hype that other people. I'm glad people enjoyed it for sure. It just wasn't. It didn't blow me away because I think I set up my hopes really high from like the 90 something percent 
on RT. That's kind of why it's important to at least try to keep your expectations like mid, like middle level when you want when you're watching a trailer. Like mid. <laughs> like sometimes, sometimes it's difficult. It, sometimes it really, really is. It, it really, really is. I remember one time I got super hyped for the Suicide Squad trailer, and 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 well, well, well. Then again, this was 2016, so I didn't really know anything about it. I I, I watched the movie. Well, I watched the movie the first time with my dad, and and I had a good time. But but as the years sort of crept on and on and on and on, it 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 started to dawn on me that it really wasn't very good. But the, the sequel was fantastic. Was... The twenty twenty one Suicide Squad was fantastic. Though. Yes. yes, yes, absolutely, yes. All right, but uh, my news story. Uh, so I know y'all have been keeping up with the shit show that is Warner Brothers right now. Mm-hmm. Just keep the ball rolling, then. So Warner Brothers um, CEO, uh, what is it, David? I Kim Zaslaw. Zaslaw. I think you got it right. Okay, Zaslaw. Um, he actually addressed them the decision to cancel Batgirl, which was shaping up to be released next year. It was already in post production and everything like that. And before I get into the his quote, um, were you guys looking forward to Batgirl? Because I was, eh, I didn't really care, but I was maybe going to see it, especially it was going to be on HBO Max. I didn't. I I I honestly wasn't even keeping track of. I wasn't even keeping track of Warner Brothers after a while. I, they they shot themselves in the foot like so like so much this year that I honestly just stopped. But were stopped. you gonna check out Batgirl? That's what I was asking. <laughs> I was more excited for it than like Black Adam. Uh, but like, I, I think it was wrong to cancel it, even if it's not that good. At least you know, don't throw away the ninety million dollars and the work that people put into it. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping for some good content because James Gunn is now the president yeah. of DC yeah. uh, Studios and Peacemaker um, and the Suicide Squad were the two best things that DCU has done, in my opinion. Definitely. You like Shazam? Shazam is great. Shazam is up there. Okay. I'm, I'm hyped for the second I one. I love Shazam. I remember- it was really good. I, I, I'm excited for Fury of the Gods. It's going to be great knowing that Helen Mirren is a part of it and Rachel, Rachel Zegler. I'm very excited about yeah. that. My girl Lucy losing it, too. That's my crush. <laughs> um, but yes, um, David Zaslav's comment about canceling Batgirl. Let me be clear. We did not get rid of any show that was helping us. Um, naturally, this wasn't that isn't going to play very well. Oh, yeah. This is more than just a dollar tally of what we've said on an expense line. It is more than just a number. We are fundamentally rethinking and reimagining how this organization is structured. And we are empowering our business, a unit leadership to transform the organizations with an owner's mindset and a view on quality and accountability. The decision to not release Batgirl reflects our leadership strategic shift as it relates to the DC Universe and HBO Max. Leslie Grace is an incredible incredibly talented actor and this decision is not a reflection of her performance we're incredibly grateful to the filmmakers of Batgirl and Scoob Holiday Hot I mean what two films to put in that category and their respective cast and we hope to collaborate with everyone again in the near future so that's basically saying shut up we canceled it what are you going to do about it so uh, why do you feel about um, I swear to god 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 He's not helping his case. Like, no, I get that he no. that the merger. I get that the merger just happened, and like the movie was already in production. But like the movie already got greenlit. It got written. It was editing. Just throw it out there. It's not like it's a Batgirl movie. It's not gonna make him lose millions of dollars. Like, if you want to cancel Batgirl too, then fine. But 
Yeah, that's my take on it. Even 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 if even if the movie even if the movie what even if the movie what wasn't what even if the movie wasn't going to be good, like 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 laying off like like laying off that many people that 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 many people of ethnicity like like different religion stuff like that. It's sort of I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't know what I don't know what it is. It's just I mean yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I may not have cared a whole. I mean, I may not have cared a whole, whole lot about the movie, but I was at least optimistic to see, to see, to see where it was going to go, and considering the direction that David is taking, or, or at least is try, or, or, or at least is trying to take Warner Brothers by, by canceling and limiting all, limiting all these specific shows with different, with, with more complex storytelling, different ethnicities and stuff like that. This here, that here, pickpocketing everything. It's just, it's, it's. It's really aggravating, and it's <laughs> it. It honestly makes me worried for yeah. the state of not just DC, but like but like the company in general, because 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 it really because it really just begs the question with with him in charge. How much is James Gunn and Peter Safran even really going to change? How much is they're they're, right. they're, 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 they're they 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 made like they made like what three they made like what like three million three hundred thousand dollars this year and 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 they and they still lost like what and they still like lost like well well over like double double the amount just from casting projects this year alone right yeah so it's just more like um because i saw articles saying that he wants the dc movies to be like these big budget spectacles like a black adam and while that can work i think what has separated dc from marvel over the years because look at their two movies recently joker and the batman they're not part of the dceu but they're more slower type comic book movies and from its box offices to the performances to the reception that's something people want as an alternative like you could do big budget stuff but it's always going to be diverse because look at marvel starting to figure out that like hey maybe we should actually because that werewolf by night people say it's the best thing they've done in uh the new phase four, even though it's his own independent thing, because it's different. And it's good to have DC's alternative. But you saying, hey, we're gonna cancel this because we were it cost too much money. The budget was ninety million dollars, and you're gonna be like, yeah, we're gonna cancel it because it just didn't look like it was gonna be good. But we're gonna work with everyone else again, huh? I think that's just very weak and stupid. Yeah, um, uh, it's bullshit. Yeah, it's not. It's not a great answer, unfortunately. And you're right, Mac, on what on that front. So. Moving on to another more news with on my end. This is the continuation of Warner Brothers. The HBO Max and Discovery Plus service is coming sooner with the mergers, coming out sooner than expected. It was initially set to launch in 2023 over the summer, but now is going to be launched in the spring of 2023. With the ongoing changes happening at HBO uh, what a major show has been canceled bad robots westworld the series just wrapped its fourth finale on august 14th and now fans are very shocked to hear about this recent cancellation the series had included like anthony hopkins ed harris tessa thompson evan rachel wood jeffrey wright luke hensworth paul rudd just to name a few and yeah I'm very shocked to hear about the news because the last season five was going to be the recent wrap up. Uh, guys, how do you feel about the cancellation? And as the biggest show was as it was Westworld. So what is one show also that you're afraid that might get canceled at HBO? Harley Quinn. So I'm a massive fan. 
of Westworld. I got into it when the pandemic just started. Yeah. And it really like kept me on my head. Like I, I caught up to it just in time to watch the season three finale when it aired mm-hmm. and um, literally still one of my favorite shows. And I enjoyed season four. I didn't love the way it ended. Yeah. But I still, a lot of people were saying they it. weren't crazy about the ending. Yeah. So I didn't know how they were going to follow it up from there, but I knew that they had plans to, but I do, I do still think the way it's made, like the visuals and the directing and whatnot, it's one of the boldest TV shows I've seen in the recent years. And like you said, I mean, Tandy Way Newton has won an Emmy for it. It's not like a niche show. It's a, it's a really big thing. So if they'd made it explicit that they wanted to make it the final season. So, so I am surprised that they didn't let that happen. Yeah, I'm surprised or even just cut back maybe on episodes because it's so beloved by a lot of sci-fi fans. I mean, I loved the first season, but unfortunately, like I it just tailored off on me because then I lost HBO and then I literally yeah. got it HBO Max once the pandemic was hitting again. So I felt like I missed a lot after I had to cut ties uh, with HBO. So and it was one show I wanted to catch up on before the the upcoming season five and now it's canceled so i'm like well do i even now catch up on it now at this point and yeah so i'm well, i'd of- say the fourth season it's not like a cliffhanger ending like it's somewhat is still like the end of a quote chapter to the story so you can still watch it uh and watch something and like the story of that season end but it's still not like the most satisfying ending they could have thought of let alone they didn't even intend it to be the ending right Darius did you watch the show and what is one series you're hoping they don't cancel at HBO Max since they're canceling all these shows I I'm I'm, I'm going to be 100% honest I didn't exact I didn't exactly catch I didn't exactly catch on to Westworld I'm familiar with Westworld on a I was familiar with, with Westworld on a me on a name basis, but I but I didn't exactly get intrigued about the series until until I until I until I watched Reminiscence and I and I got and I got a little and I got a little bit of a like layout on on on, on what Lisa Joy's directorial style was and mm-hmm. I, I may I, I may I may not have I I may not have I may not have liked Reminiscence is televisual storytelling really rubbed off on me like. Like like mm-hmm. like not well, but um, but 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 there were but there, but there were definitely some threads for potential storytelling to be to be had, and 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 I and I thought and I thought that really and I thought that really interesting that I thought that I could the the thought of watching Westworld all, all, always always crossed always crossed my mind, and on and honestly to hear and honestly to hear it being canceled just when the fifth season was I don't know. You, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's just you. It's just. It's just you ever get that feeling where you it's just you ever get that feeling where you put something off, and after a while you thought, okay, oh, and after a while you thought, okay, now I'm finally gonna get into it. I'm gonna see what it's all about, and then you find out that the series has just immediately been canceled, and that optimism just sort of just goes down the drain. That's yeah, kind of what I felt like. Oh, yeah, that I can agree to that because. There was a lot of hype for certain shows and then they just got canceled. And yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. And that's how I felt about when I was going to watch the at least season two. Like I said, I watched season one and thought it was great. And now it's canceled. It's like, well, do I even bother finish? Do I even board with the storytelling now since I'm not we're not going to get a proper ending to say? 
But who knows? There is this chance where we could get it picked up by another streaming service, which has been done before. But who knows? I'm hoping like a major show that doesn't get canceled, uh, like like that doesn't get canceled again because it's been happening and it's been unique to see what HBO has been cutting back on, especially with like its family content. I love the Gordita Gordita uh, Chronicles, which was really great. And that was on HBO Max. But yeah. I liked Westworld the first couple seasons I was into. I thought near the end it was like a little, eh, I kind of lost interest in it. But I think it was a very interesting decision to cancel it. Uh, I don't know if it'll get picked up anywhere else because I know Warner Brothers will keep those rights because it'll be reboot time in a few years anyway. So they'll probably reboot it. It's such a huge budget for yeah. each episode. It's like almost Game of Thrones level. Yeah, yeah so I, I believe that. Yeah, they're going to keep They're going to keep it and they're going to do like a Westworld Chronicles or something and like do like different adventures in the west world i thought like, there was discussion know. about a spin-off series for it i thought there was but i could be wrong so don't quote me on that because that's where uh, jeffrey wright i found him out on Westworld. i was like he's a good actor and now he's jim gordon jeffrey wright was such a standout in that series yeah I but i think even... the, the one show one show i hope they don't cancel would have to be uh harley quinn and a lot of cartoon network stuff since cartoon network is starting it's not dead cartoon network's not dead it's more <laughs> it's getting repurposed um i kind of hope a lot of the shows i still watch on there don't get canceled because you know cartoon network has been a staple for damn it's its 30th birthday so it's like it's been a staple in all of our childhoods pretty much so hoping that uh harley quinn and a lot of cartoon network shows don't get whatever yeah. hbo does they better not get rid of succession Oh that's no, that's I, I think that's one of their beats right now. I don't see them canceling that. I think there's a lot of I love. think it's like the most brilliant show on air right now. I'm it's I'm more so... with Beetle. Oh, don't oh. worry, as long as Euphoria is making money, nothing else will get canceled. Yeah. Uh, how, how you know they're gonna cancel that too? They're um, not gonna get no, anymore, they're not gonna cancel no, not if Zendaya big. has won two uh, Emmys and that's like their golden Goose. child that, at the moment. That and a succession are those their two uh golden child. Right and right now their their next golden child will probably be that weekend series that's due to come out next year. So Oh don't forget about White Lotus too. White Lotus too is great. And uh, The Last White of Lotus. Us next year. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. 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 Last of Us, yes. Maybe. Yeah, so there's a lot of stuff they're they're riding on for next year. So guys, this has been the news. So if you have anything that you want to send us, you want us to talk about, maybe in the next episode, send it on over to the mkproductions.gmail.com. For now, we're going to jump into the world of Robert Zemeckis. All right, so today's topic, in honor of his recent Pinocchio movie, which has uh, not been doing well, we decided to talk about the career of one Robert Lee Zemeckis, born in good old Chicago, Illinois. You may know Roger Zemeckis, Robert Zemeckis, for his many, many different films, from his Back to the Future films, to Romancing the Stone, and uh, possibly Death Becomes Her, but where he really, oh, and Forrest Gump and Castaway, I'm sorry, but what he was really, really known for growing up from my time from the 2000s was his mocap animated films with The Polar Express, Beowulf, Christmas Carol, Mars Needs Mom, Welcome to Morrowind, and then currently Pinocchio. So today we're going to talk about some of our favorite Robert Zemeckis films are our least favorite Robert Zemeckis films. So I think it's right that I should start off with one opening thing is that what was the first Robert Zemeckis film that y'all watched? What was the first movie you're like, I know who that is. And like, what got you into Robert Zemeckis? So the first time I remember watching a Zemeckis movie is I think the same as a lot of people, which is 
in my youth, Back to the Future, that being. So I'd watched the trilogy for the first time when I was like really young. Uh, and I was never crazy about it until like the second time I watched it. I might have been 12 or something when I had gotten the DVD of the trilogy. And then I saw, I think the second time I saw Back to the Future was when it become it became one of my favorite movies. So of course I had seen all three because there's the second one where they, they go to the future and then they have to like redo the plot of the original in a way. And then the third one's like an old West movie pretty much. And then also, I guess if we're talking favorites, I think Forrest Gump is a huge stamp in um, my love of movies. And mm-hmm. it's just crazy. It's crazy for me to think that it's the same person who did that. Cause, um, cause in a way, I think he's had more duds, uh, than, than Spielberg, but he's sort of at that same level as someone who's as well known for drama as they are for, for like ambitious sci-fi. Right. The first Robert Zemeckis film I saw would have to be the Polar Express. One of the most overrated films in all time, and I will die by that hill. Oh no. You're gonna hate me Polar later rate. when I, I actually kind of like Polar Express. The Polar Express was also the first Robert Zemeckis film that I that I saw back then. I remember liking it back then. Now, now nowadays I'm honestly I'm honestly somewhere I'm honestly somewhere in the middle. I think the story is fine enough in its own. The animation is a is a little is a little bit jarring. It's it's on it's honest it's honestly one of those films where the more I look back at it, the more it's more difficult it becomes at least, at least for me to at least rate it properly um I'll, I'll, prob- I'll probably go back and i'll probably go back and try and try and review it again at some point but uh as far as 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 as, as far as the robbers and Mecca's film that i that 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 i that i remember the most or at least the one that i love the most it 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 have to be who friend roger rabbit oh that's a good one i like that, that is one. classic yeah I like that one too. I recently like rewatched it and I thought, wow, this was actually really, really good for especially what it's done with the animation and bringing that live action stuff to the the screen and where the a lot of the actors were just interacting with the cartoons. I thought it was so wildly and unique for its time, especially when it came out. I think it was like 1988. Thank you. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. So and then it just ended up getting like wide recognition and it has such a huge cult following, which I was like so unaware about. And uh, we were supposed to get a uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit too, but then, you know, we had the disastrous box office bomb, which was, you know, Mars Meets Mom. It failed to like bring in that extra revenue and they had to cancel the Where's Roger Rabbit sequel. Not sure if you guys were aware of that because I was just hearing that. A lot of stuff got canceled. After Mars, these moms on because I don't know if this is one of my favorite facts. He was supposed to do a remake of the Beatles Yellow Submarine, which yes. actually had a lot of stuff leaked over it. And good God, it looks terrifying. But um uh <laughs> so this excited me. I actually want to see that because it looks like a dystopian like Tim Burton movie. I could see that. No, dystopian Tim Burton movie. <laughs> I feel like Tim Burton. Every Tim Burton movie. I, I like the sound of that though. Dystopian. <laughs> I just imagine who was going to be playing the Beatles, or if they were just going to use Beatles music. Like, no, so... they they had a cast. I can pull up the guest right now. Who was going to be set in the cast? That's what I want to know. Well, because should have gotten the same cast from Walk Hard: The Dewey Cox Story. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I like that. I'm all for that. Let me see. The cast. Oh god! Because they did have a cast set. Because did you know the in the original Yellow Submarines, none of the Beatles voiced themselves. They just did the song. It was going to be Carrie Elwes as George. Peter Serafinowitz. Yeah, thank you. As Paul. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. 
Adam Campbell as Ringo and Dean Lennox Kelly as John. And then oh. David Tennant was going to be um the Blue Meanie. De- David Tennant. Oh. oh my god. Oh my god. And there's actually video, I think, of one of them doing like the motion capture for one of the songs. Oh gosh. <laughs> and it was just go down that rabbit hole. I recommend go down the rabbit hole of the Yellow Submarine canceled remake because got it. A reminder of what could have been. Yeah, <laughs> well, I just remember because one of Robert Zemeckis's films of all, like when he first broke out to this, the scene was a Beatles film. So Ooh. yeah, it's it's I'm surprised he was gonna go down that rabbit hole. Like I don't know if I would have liked it, but I'm sure a lot of Beatles fans would. It probably would have made money, but you must be a Beatles fan. Yeah, you, I think you got to be a Beatles fan. Oh, but I'm not I'm not crazy about the Beatles, but I understand they're like pop culture re- no. relevance, and I like some Beatles songs, but my the thing is, hey. my never, my parents were like weren't the kind of parents that never really pushed it on me. They pushed like some other influences on me, but the Beatles not so much. So this begs the question. Then I wonder what Robert Zemeckis's favorite Beatles song is. Then so. speaking of, you mentioned Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Um, Kristen, I also gave it a watch recently, and I realized I messed up by always rewatching Space Jam when I was growing up instead of this oh, one. No. Oh no! Not Space Jam! So, yeah. Not Space Jam! Yeah. I've actually, I'm not proud of it, but Space Jam is one of the movies I probably watched the most just because of growing up. Yeah, that's that was a staple for a lot of child for a lot of children, especially for yeah. our age demographic. So, um, I honestly shouldn't even remember the movie. I was my, my sister was just watching it one time, and I didn't have anything better to do, so I just stuck with it. One of my favorite films, I feel like, is kind of underrated but doesn't get talked about a lot, is The Walk. Oh, is that the yeah. one with Joseph Gordon-Levitt with? Yeah. Um... I know yeah, that real story really is crazy. Like when oh, I saw him oh, doing a movie, oh, I was like, what? Oh, 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 man, I'm scared of heights. Yeah, that movie <laughs> is that one film I got to see in IMAX. Oh my god, how was that? Oh, is first of all, for a filmmaking standpoint, it, it was great to see in IMAX, and I really liked the way he did it. I thought Justin Gordon-Levitt was fine. Like everyone was like criticizing his accent. A lot of people were criti- criticizing his accent, and I didn't think his accent was that bad. Like I really enjoyed. I actually, it. think it's one of his best performances. Exactly, yeah. he's so good in it, and I felt like he should have been nominated. And it's a really inspiring film about going for your dreams, and it just felt so happy. Do but it illegally, it, break into a building, rock a yeah, tightrope. Yeah, why not? Down, you, know. you know, just go for your dreams. Whatever it wild, takes. Whatever it takes. Exactly. Go for your dreams. Just do it. Just I did think, do it. I, I remember with that movie, I remember as a kid, because they wrote a children's book about it. And I was yes. like, oh, yeah. And I was like, I always wanted to know. And I really wish there was a camera there, because I would want to see it live on the camera. We all, I'm I think a GoPro. Was, not even that. Like, <laughs> well, they, did, um, they did a documentary on it. It was called um, Man on Wire. Yeah, it's which really was good. directed by James Marsh, who also did The Theory of Everything with mm-hmm. Eddie Redmayne, yeah. um, which I haven't seen. But uh, The Walk, I thought, was really great. I think if we're talking about what was his last really good or acclaimed movie, it might be that because I think he always aims really ambitiously with the visuals. But mm-hmm. here, I think the story, uh, like you said, really rivaled, uh, managed to rival the visuals, too. And mm-hmm. I saw it in theaters in 3D, and it was great. Yeah, and... Uh... I went to go see it with my dad because he wanted to see it. And let me tell you, when the when a man is in his mid fifties, a man can lose his equilibrium. And my dad lost his equilibrium watching Joseph Gordon Levitt. 
<laughs> that's terrifying. He actually looked like I, in the I'm way like, he was Dad, shot. Are I was you like, okay? He's like, yeah. He's like, I was not expecting to loot like get so jarred by the film and i'm oh, just god. like oh my god but he's like i loved it I, he's like my dad like really liked it in the end he's like no this was great but i lost my equilibrium <laughs> and i was like dad no those are one of, those are one of the few moments in films where you where you treasure where you treasure the time in theater yes you do and the 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 amazing part was we were sitting all the way at the top of the theater. So we oh, like God. weren't sitting in like the middle or like the front row. Like the front row would, would, would kind of been like a little jarring, but to sit at the top, that was something. And oh, he was oh. like, oh my God. He's like, we're not even on an airplane. I'm like, no, we're not. We're like the way that Robert Zemeckis really captured the world, especially in that scene when uh Joseph is in the middle of the Twin Towers. It's it's something. It's the whole film I thought was really, really good. And I think it's a really good safe film for families to watch, too. It's it's a really a fine movie. It really is. I don't like I was like reading some of the praise it got or criticism that it got. Like I understood what people were saying at the time, but I was just like, it's it's still really, really good. Like I really liked it a lot. And I Rewatched it, and I still thought it still holds up today. Honestly, it seems to be the odd thing about about most of Robert's films. He all he 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 always attempts to to shoot and to to shoot ambitiously with his projects, regardless regardless of the scale. And sometimes it works, other times it doesn't. He tries to make he, he tries to to make the most out of out of out of what he's given. And yeah. and and throughout the years, it 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 really has shown. It really has shown. Yeah, it shows more with you can clearly tell it shows more in his live action projects than he does with like the than the computer generated artificially intelligent films like, you know. So, guys, what is your least favorite Robert Zemeckis films? Is that even a question? Is that even a question? <laughs> yeah. Uh, because the, unfortunately the man has some duds. A lot is more it? duds than hits that recently now. I noticed that. Un- un- yes, which is unfortunate. So, uh, Mac, what? Let's kick it off with you again. So you may think Polar Express, but actually, there are two other films that I feel like are weaker, and that's uh, the Witches with uh, Anne Hathaway, <laughs> oh, no! and then uh, of course about that. the one that killed his motion capture studio, and that was Marsney's mom. Good God, <laughs> that movie is terrifying. I, I don't know if you. If you knew this, that Seth Green originally did the voice for the kid, but they dubbed him over for some reason. Because I guess they said it's not believable mm-hmm. as a kid. So there is a version of Marsney's mom where it's Seth Green doing the voice work. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I can't even imagine that. Like, as I remember, like, him doing some of the promotional stuff. And it didn't sound like Seth Green. And he's still considered part of the cast for it. Because he did the mocap still. They just stepped over yeah. his voice with a real kid. That sucks. You know, oh, oh God. I didn't. I don't even remember if I watched it, to be honest. It didn't look good from, like, when they were advertising it on TV. I was like, like I saw the TV. trailer, and the animation looks horrifying. Because um, it's in that uncanny valley. Yeah, same with, if, if I, I don't think I've seen, I haven't seen it in a very long time. But I remember the animation of uh, a Christmas Carol always. Oh God! Me. Oh God! Did you all see that in the theater? Yes. No. no. Well, well, I did too. I did not like seeing that in the theater. And well, I, it, I give him credit. I, I don't, hate, I don't hate it for that because 
I feel like he did. He kind of did it in a way where, like, because if you think about the Christmas Carol story, it is kind of a little bit of a Victorian horror. <laughs> and, like, in a way, I got that. But I don't appreciate getting jump scared in a kid's Christmas movie when he goes and looking at the door. He's like, like, oh, God, what the hell? Yeah. I, I just didn't like it overall from like the animation standpoint from it like i was like oh jim carrey in a christmas movie what could go wrong and i just Everything. think that they just made it like just the way they made jim carrey's face and in the different ones it just didn't stand well or stand out to anything i like think just, go ahead i think i think i'm like the only one who actually didn't mind the animation in the movie i don't i don't i don't know i don't know why it just it, it 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 never it never bothered me. I don't know why. Really interesting. So, uh, what makes it then your least favorite Robert Zemeckis film? Honestly, if if I if I really if I really had the if I really had the dumb and down, there 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 are a lot of duds, but I can at least find some entertainment in them. My least favorite would have to be his most recent. Oh, yeah, me too. The Marwin. Pinocchio. No, oh, Pinocchio. Recent. I like, forgot about Pinocchio. <laughs> we're going to talk about it next week. But yeah, you guys talk about your criticisms for Pinocchio because we're going to say ours next week. Like, I think they're like, I, I like, like, I honestly don't know how the, how the, like, how the, like, the live action process, the, the live action process works, works over at Disney. There were at least, there, there's at least four, maybe three, maybe four live action Disney projects, at least in my opinion over there, that I that I didn't outright hate. And and that was the first Beauty and the Beast. I don't know, maybe it's me being biased. Aladdin, again, it's fine. And 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 honestly, Corella. I I I don't I don't know. I don't know if that I don't know if that counts as a You didn't like uh, Jungle Book 2016? No, Jungle Book I, is so good. I, oh oh yeah that's uh, yeah that's the fourth one. That's what I meant. <laughs> yeah that's the fourth one. It's just, everything else is everything else oh, has right. really been everything else has either really been straddling in the middle or just just flat, or just flat out down on the bottom. Pinocchio is not, is not at the bottom of the barrel, but it's it it it, it, it narrowly it it narrow. I'm at a point where like I don't know what you want me to say that many people haven't like haven't already said about it. I mean, it's it, like like it's a shameless hole. Most of these live action remakes just keep digging. And I, mm-hmm. it, I mean, I mean, in my opinion, this was a project that was pretty much stuck in a state of perpetual lip, stuck in the state of perpetual limbo. Never mind his uncanny valley visual style. The the direction for Pinocchio came off misguided as it does restricted, simultaneously half-assing and over-explaining the world, probably the innovation of making the characters lifeless and a tad bit obnoxious. Like it's just, I mean. And 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 not only that, but they completely butchered butchered the point of the story. Like like seriously, what was the point of the original Pinocchio? That no matter mm-hmm. how many mistakes you make or bad things you do, you still have a chance to make up for it. Never related to do the right thing. The story was depending on him not just messing up and learning from those mistakes, but evolving beyond his naivete and really growing into his own. On one hand, I kind I, I I see the need for the change, but at the same time, Pinocchio is left with like no character development, like. At all, so you take away the entire agency of his characters. Like, what do you really have? Yeah, honestly, I can agree to what that. What I'll say is, this is the one where I haven't seen. Uh, I haven't seen some of his ones that are considered duds. I have yet to get to Welcome to Marwin, which I heard was pretty bad, which sucks because it seems like they were trying to go for something with that. 
I haven't seen, um, I've never actually gotten to Beowulf. I, I heard it was good actually, but um, I haven't gotten to What Lies Beneath or a lot of movies. The Witches I haven't seen, but I have to agree that Pinocchio is the worst. It's the one that I watched where I couldn't believe it was him making this movie. Like it felt like someone inexperienced was making it, which is, um, I guess I can compare that to how I felt watching uh, someone like Kenneth Branagh do the recent Artemis Fowl. It felt like uh, someone who was just now learning to make something with big visuals. And um, mm -hmm. the design of their live action Pinocchio was ugly. Tom Hanks, like they gave him songs that were kind of annoying. And Tom Hanks is my favorite movie actor. Um, so it's like, the best I can say about it is Keegan-Michael Key seemed like he was having a lot of fun uh, playing his wolf character. I don't remember the name. Um, Cynthia Erivo does a good job because, of course, she's an amazing singer. Uh, but everything else, just the visuals and the, the mood of the movie were really obnoxious. And they've had some, these Disney remakes, like I see that the point is money, but I mean, I thought the Beauty and the Beast remake was charming. I thought the Jungle Book one was better than the animation. Uh, mm -hmm. Cruella was all right. I enjoyed it. Um, Aladdin was eh, but it wasn't terrible. But the two that I really hated were Dumbo and Pinocchio. I thought Dumbo was somewhere in the middle, honestly. It was. I I saw it on a plane and I couldn't stand it. Oh, I saw. I got seen in theaters and I thought the way they did Dumbo was really cute, but uh, I felt it was just mid. It was just. Mm, it could have been better. You guys can cancel me all you want. I thought Polar Express is overrated. I think that's my least favorite. You're not wrong. I'm. I mean. I mean. On one hand, I mean. One hand, I can't really say I blame you. That. It's just like when you're a kid and you watch Polar Express, it's so magical. And I, I'll even admit, watching it on like ABC Family or Freeform, I think I still can get that, like, man, this is magical. Because that was like the one movie, like, if you put that on during school, you're like the, the MVP of the day. Especially about to go on Christmas break. But like when you grow up and you watch it, like this movie is, there's so many flaws to it. Like, first of all, the main character, the kid, hero kid, which is he doesn't even have a name. He's just very like bland, nothing really to it, anything like that. And Wait, does he not have a name in the movie? No, in the credits, it's just Hero Kid. Yep. Oh, do any of them have names? Uh, I do not remember. Let's this. see. Yeah, Tom Hanks is Hero Boy. Hero <laughs> Boy, Hero Girl, Hero Girl, Billy the Lonely Boy, Know It All. <laughs> That's it. That's your name. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think I know who Know It All is. It's the guy who they made a meme out of him where he goes, uh, do you guys want to hear Sicko Mode? Motor, yeah, yeah. That's know-it-all, right? That's, yep, he's, I said Sicko Mode or Mo Bomb. Oh, I love man. that meme. Did you know uh, Tanache was in the film? Yes. The motion capture of Hero Girl? I thought that was really funny. <laughs> I know. And then, like, I will say, I do like some of the some of the shots in that movie, like, I do think it's good. Like the part when he lost his ticket and it just cuts to like it going around until it gets back to the train. That's cool. Or of course the most iconic scene is when they're in the um the ice and they have to like Tokyo Drift. If someone actually put the Tokyo Drift song <laughs> when they're just I wanna watch that now. But it's funny because I remember a few years before that movie came out. When the Final Fantasy Spirits Within movie came out, Tom Hanks said, Man, these motion capturing movies are gonna ruin us, like ruin us out of Hollywood. Like they're very, they're dumb. But he ended up going to do like three different motion capture roles for Polar Express. 
Democrat. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. Polar Express is, it's okay. I just think that. I don't think the animation for it holds up still. Like, I know. Like, I would, like, I could have seen this as like a 2D, hand drawn, live, maybe not so much live action, uh, like an animated film. This it does not like like they play on ABC Freeform on Christmas all the time. Yes, it's like how much they play the uh, Hocus Pocus film. It's like they generate on this uh, Polar Express, and I just got sick of it as a kid. And then they have the Josh Groban song in the film, and that's that song used to make me cry as a kid. Like I was like, is that like when Christmas comes around or something? Or, or is that different? I think is that the one. I think it's like believe. I think it's called. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. It's that's the one. It's called. And uh, the the film itself, the Polar Express, had a couple of nominations, and that being best original song by Josh Groban. Listen, um, hot Ooh. hot. Hot, hot, oh, we got it. Hot, hot, oh, yeah. We here we that's only the, have one rule never ever let it cool. That's oh the best my song. god, no, I, now I'm scared to rewatch it because I haven't seen it in ages. But you guys all say it doesn't hold up, and I feel like I'm I like the kind of guy who's honest with something I like. You blasted at Christmas now, but are you scared to watch it again now? Because uh, yeah, I'm afraid I'm not gonna like it anymore. Oh, no. Well, it's more like, it's just your, honestly, there was a time I saw, I actually went to see Polar Express years ago. They showed it in an IMAX where they actually cut it down to when it's in, because it's based on a book. And when you mm-hmm. read the book, you kind of get it. They cut it down to like 30 minutes. And that made it so much better. Really? Because this, this feels like, like I know Claudia, when she has people, was able to expand on the story of the book. And that was actually good. But Polar Express, if it was just like a TV special, that would have been fine. But a full like movie does not, oh, because there's a lot of filler. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't forget about the Polar Express uh, video game. There was a video game. There was a video game published by. How THQ. does that work? Uh, you know, um, you, <laughs> the plot of the game is somewhat different than the film's version. Within the game, the Ebenezer Scrooge puppet. Because remember the scene when he was in the uh, train car with all the puppets? They started coming alive. Oh God, that was terrifying. Um, who was set as the main antagonist? Into the game attempts to prevent the children from leaving in Santa Claus by stealing their tickets and trying to stop the children from making it to the North Pole. Oh, God. Um. Did you play it, Mac? Yeah, you know I did. Ah! <laughs> I had it for the GameCube. But um, I'm looking at the its marketing, and I forgot, like, they had, like, real train trips to, like, use, like, to simulate the Polar Express. And I forgot, in 2021, they had a concert where, like, a symphony hall because they had a live orchestra when they were premiered, they uh, did a screening of the movie. Did Josh Groban come out and sing? No, Dave? it's an orchestra. <laughs> no, but like, imagine if Josh Groban popped out with an orchestra and started singing "Believe." That would have been they, something. Then they had the Polar Express uh, experience at uh Sea World Orlando until twenty fifteen. Oh, 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 great! One way to get canceled is by going to Sea World. <laughs> Oh, but we're losing his street cred. That's uh, okay, but um, I don't know. Um, Polar Express, it's something I do. My favorite line in the movie is the hobo. The hobo is the best character. My favorite part is when they were trying to um 
like stabbed himself in the phone. He's like, "Hey, kid, you want a cup of Joe?" And he just smacks into the he just smacks into the wall, the tunnel. That was funny. And then don't forget the part when they got they had to sneak into the day. The girls like, "Do you hear the music or something or the bell?" And they went through like this whole like factory. And one of the other was like, "What are you, a sugarnut?" We need to. <laughs> I was like, "What is happening?" Like, those are the only part. Polar Express is memorable, but like I said, it's not that good. I'm more like a six out of ten for me because it's just like. But another Robertson Mechas film, the keep on topic, is that you know actually his technology for Polar Express was used to make Monster House. I believe yeah, that he, he was an executive producer on that. He yes, he was. was. I don't love the animation in Monster House either. Really? Do you like the movie? Um. I remember it being fine. I think it's awesome. I think I think I'm I think I'm in the same ballpark. I I, I think it's also fine. Again, I don't I don't know why that kind of I don't know why that kind of animation doesn't unsettle me. Because <laughs> it's it's in the uncanny valley because it's too cartoony to be real, but it's not too cartoony to look unrealistic. It's like in this weird uncanny like middle ground. Because like um, look at Beowulf, which I think is an underrated movie. Beowulf wasn't that bad. Uh, another film that he produced uh, I forgot about was The La- Last Holiday, the Queen Latifah movie. Yeah! If you grew up watching that film, then that's that's a staple. Because I liked that movie when I was a kid. Like, Even though it was targeted for adults, I was like, I like Queen Latifah. I'm gonna watch it. And I liked it! <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Last Holiday. It's the Christmas movie. It's where Queen Latifah... Um, she just basically she finds out she has a like almost like a brain cancer and only has a few weeks left to live. Yes, yes, and I she goes that. on oh, and, and she goes on a great European vacation. And the ski it's supposed scene, to be funny. It's it's like a heartwarming film. It's like With a comedy heart- elements. Comedy elements in it. It's supposed to be sad, you know. She wants to live her best life and go on a dream, which which was to if go. We're on talking a about. If we're talking about underappreciated Robert Zemeckis. Uh, none of us have brought up Contact. Oh yeah, the Jodie Foster film and Matthew McConaughey. Um, oh man, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, that was right after oh. he won the Oscar. Don't forget about Flight. Ah, oh, Flight is really good. Flight. Flight, Flight is, I think, his last movie that's not like. Well, I guess it's that big, like plane crash scene. Besides that, he's not like. Playing out with the visual gimmicks. Yeah. So like Flight was actually a good film where he actually was able to bring out a really good performance in Denzel Washington. And I agreed about him yeah, being I mean, nominated. He was nominated for it and uh movie was nominated for writing. That- like, movie was nominated for writing and like that says a lot because a lot of his movies have been criticized for that lately. For that anyways, um Mac, any anyone else want to mention last minute underappreciated Robert Zemeckis films before we have to wrap up? Remember the movie Allied? I completely forgot about that movie. You forgot about Allied? Yes. Yeah, it 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 didn't perform well at the box office either. I can't believe we haven't mentioned Castaway at all. Castaway? Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Castaway. Phenomenal movie. Okay, yeah, no, another, okay. Well, Castaway. I want to bring up Forrest Gump. Do you guys think that Forrest Gump is overrated? Because I no, know a lot of people that like no, it's not. No, not okay. it's my favorite movies of all time. It's one of the greatest movies of all time. Oh, yes. Oh, 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 uh, wait a minute. How many of these films? How, how many of these Robert films have Tom Hanks in it? They are most. the partnering duo. Most. He's actually going to work with Tom Hanks again in a upcoming film called Here, and it's going to star 
Kelly Riley, Robin Wright, and Paul Bentley. Ooh. And we Tom have Hanks no idea Robin how it's going. Force and Jenny reteaming. <laughs> they are. And that honestly, though, like that movie is such a cultural stamp. Like whether it's um, whether it's like him uh, encountering all these historical events, or um, or like his relationship with Lieutenant Dan is like a fan favorite character for anyone who who like loves movies from that time. And I think like what's really beautiful about that movie that um, that like you know I would always say it deserves best picture, it deserves all the love is um is like part of the message is like um uh, is embracing whatever life throws your way and um and seeking adventure and whatnot and i think um a lot of movies have been similar um you know if you've seen like big fish by tim burton oh, I love uh, that it's kind film. of a similar concept which is a good movie or mm-hmm. um uh, one of my another one of my favorite movies the curious case of benjamin button i think is oh, also great film yeah. similar movie. Uh, um so i think in that way it's sort of um it's sort of the movie that's compared to whenever you have an epic about an ordinary man going out uh to these larger than life adventures definitely and i love the way that they did the archival footage for that to illustrate that story where they really put them in those sequences with like you know ringo star and you know the scene with uh jfk and they're oh, oh, no, john um, lennon yeah Sorry, I always I always mix up some of the Beatles sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, so my apologies. And I love that that he like that he taught Elvis his dance, or he inspired John Lennon to write um to write Imagine. Imagine, right. yes. When and I was then, young, I never I never knew how they got JFK uh like his face in the movie because it looked seamless to me. Yeah, it looks great, and they're shaking their hands, and then he's like, "How you feeling right now?" And he's like, "I gotta pee." <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah, it's just so simple, and it feels like we would all say the same thing if you're feeling nervous and you're like, "I gotta pee." <laughs> it's it, like Tom Hanks is actually really cute in the film. The way how he has to like do his little mannerisms, he's just like an innocent character for that film, and just has a lot of heart to it. I think so. I think there's times where him and Zemeckis are great together, and then of course you know how we saw in Polar Express, they're not always that great together. So no, and that then, actually might be my favorite movie performance, or one of them for sure. Is definitely, definitely, I can agree to that. Do you prefer or him? In Forest Run. Do you think he's better in Castaway or in Forest? That's another big question. Ah, like if you had to take probably, one over the me- other. For me, Castaway, because Castaway, that's more like, of course, Gump, you had like a lot of people to interact with, but in Castaway, it was really just him, and you just seeing a performance, and I think I appreciate that much. And the fact that he almost died doing that, I think that's even more crazy. Mm-hmm. That is definitely something to, to admire. Yeah. Well, I think growing up-wise, like, if I'm going to be drawn to more of that, I'm going to say more of Forrest Gump on my end, you know, I think it's ridiculous what Tom Panks put himself through, but it did get him an Oscar, so I appreciate that. Uh, Darius, what are you going to pick over? Castaway or Forrest Gump? Uh, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, definitely one, it's definitely one of those things where you get two acting, where, where you get two separate acting sides to the exact same person. If, if you're more, if, 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 if you take more of the simplistic side, you're gonna to want to take Forrest Gump. But if you want to, but if you want to see the type of limits someone is going to go through in order to in order to just survive and just and and, and just make it, then you then you would definitely put Castaway. If I really, really, really have to narrow it down, 
Guess ah, it's all right. I'm, I'm sorry, Forrest. I'm sorry, Forrest. I just sorry, ah. Forrest. Keep running, but yeah. Uh, then uh, film toppings. You are you still gonna say, uh, Forrest Gump? I'm sticking with Forrest, but I've also seen it more times, and I, and I grew up more with it. Same. Um, but not taking away from anything he didn't cast away. I mean, Forrest Gump is the one that got him an Oscar. Cast away. I think Russell Crowe beat him for for Gladiator, but it's all it's all subjective awards. Um, but I think it's definitely two of his best performances. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything that he was missing in Castaway because that would be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Definitely, 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 definitely. But guys, uh, any last thoughts on Robert Zemeckis? And uh, I have some news to share about Robert Zemeckis uh, for an Is upcoming okay? film. No, uh, oh, okay. he's actually going to <laughs> be directing uh, Dwayne Johnson. Wait, what? He's directing The Rock. Called The King. It's Isn't a- that a movie that they just did with Timothy Chalamet? No, uh, that's a different film. It's Right now, if you look on IMDb, this is in development. It's called The King. And it's, direct- it's going to be directed by Robert Zemeckis. Its writer is Randall Wallace. Oh, uh, uh- uh, wait, 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 Randall Wallace. Well, Randall Who did Wallace, Braveheart? Right? Where yeah. I heard that name? Which is funny because the main character in Braveheart's name is William Wallace. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, he is going to be writing this film. He also wrote like Pearl Harbor and uh, uh, Heaven um, is for Rand- Real. Uh, Randall Wallace wrote Braveheart. Yeah. Man in the Iron Mask. And yeah, they're going to team up for this thing called the king that's based on a story about king kamalia i think that's i'm butchering that name fulfills his lifelong prophecy of uh untying oh uniting the hawaiian islands so they're gonna work together that's something a team up i would have never imagined so I don't know if this is going to be like a live action type thing or an animated thing or computer. So it's going to kind of be in the realm of like the woman king, like ancient uh, traditional kingdom action. I don't know. An- ancient, ancient historical revisionism, something like that. I guess that's what it could be. Like I, This is just what's showing up on INDB. Yeah, that's one thing that we have looking forward to besides Tom Hanks and uh, Robert Zemeckis teaming up again for a film called Here, but uh, any last minute thoughts before we have to wrap up? Can't get worse than Pinocchio. Can't get worse than Pinocchio. Great way. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure about that. I, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they did the uncanny value thing again with the Rock. I just, I just, I just, I just want to see how ridiculous he would look in that. Oh God. Can't be worse than Scorpion King in The Mummy Returns. Oh God. Oh. It'll, it'll take a lot. It's gonna take a lot of effort to top that. Exactly. Yeah. Mac, any last words on Mr. Zemeckis? Nope. Before Steven Spielberg comes for our heads because <laughs> they're best no, friends. No, 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 no. Oh, nope. gosh. Alrighty, Steven, don't come for our heads. We still love Robert Zemeckis. I love Zemeckis. the and West Side Story. I'm so excited. Spielberg. I love West Side Story, too. But guys, that was our Robert Zemeckis <laughs> look into. Uh, if you have any other thoughts, let us know your favorite Robert Zemeckis film, your least favorite, and what you're most excited about him and his future and filmmaking. So, 
Guys, let's wrap it up with the M&K upfronts. Okay, guys, so we're going to wrap up our episode letting you know about our next future episodes. So right now, our next episode, Mac and I are going to dive into the world of Pinocchio, the latest Robert Zemeckis film, and give our criticism about that because we have a long, we have a lot to talk about for that film. We couldn't explain it here because we don't want to bore our guests. Because Let's just say we don't want to the surface. Yeah, it's it's a lot and... We we have to decide. Mac and I have to do a science project on that together because that's that 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 film's a lot to unpack. It's not good, but we're gonna dissect it next time. But we also have to discuss some other films. We're planning out our Christmas special, guys. So we have a lot to look forward to. Maybe we'll talk about the Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio because that just had its AFI premiere and it's doing relatively well based on the audiences who saw it. So we may have found our Pinocchio of the year. I'm excited for that. Me too. I And I'm watching his show, um, Cabinet of Curiosities. Oh, I watched that too. Ah. That one was real. That show had some really good stories and other times it had some misses i think uh what do you guys think did you watch that show yet i'm in the uh, middle you're in the middle what what episode did you get to I'm exactly halfway so i watched the first four okay yeah I, oh, okay yeah i know which story you're on then because i watched it like every single day the two episodes were released all right he's mac what have you been watching before we have to wrap up anything good oh i finally saw a note nope what did you think it's pretty good pretty good one of my favorites of the year Ooh. i don't get why people i can see why people say it's a disappointment honestly i enjoyed it for what it was it was good kiki palmer is great in that film oh my gosh yes oh she's the best i do think that at, at least com- at least compared to jordan jordan's other works i think this is my favorite of really yes really Ooh, that's when it awesome. comes to favorite directors or favorite like horror directors i'd i'd, I'd say favorite horror directors he's more of a yeah. modern age horror director we're seeing that more more in time again like, like ari aster as well i think so oh, gotta love aster's work. i'm excited for anything or or um robert eggers yeah robert eggers is great too so guys yeah. uh last minute thoughts or can we uh we're gonna we're give done up. we're done <laughs> yeah i'm tired Del Toro's pinocchio will be better yep Alrighty, guys great thank you so much for taking the time guys thank you so much for listening be sure to give film toppings and uh as well as darius french a follow their socials will be down in the description below and don't forget to subscribe to the channel and follow us everywhere you go Alrighties, bye peace